Karen and I got married when we were 22 years old, uh, pretty fresh out of college. And see, back then, it seemed like we were pretty old. <laughs> we're like, we are ready to get married. But you know, as I get older and I look back, I realize we were pretty young. <laughs> you know, I, I did. I felt, I felt ready. I mean, I did the things that I was supposed to do. I, I prayed a lot about is Karen to be my wife? God's like, yeah, don't, yes, definitely. I figured that out. I, I talked with other trusted family and friends about our relationship. I got some different resources to, to help me about how to have a, a good Christian marriage. And yes, we went to our, our pastor to have premarital counseling. So we, we did the right things. So that made me completely ready for marriage, right? Well, let's say uh, I've had to learn a little bit, or a lot of bit, about how to love. And, you know, look back, and it's, I think I, I knew how to love a little. You know, we're coming up on 16 years of marriage at the end of this month, and I realized, uh, you know, still to this day, 16 years later, I still need a lot of help. I need to, to learn how to love. I wasn't completely ready. You know, God, whether it's marriage or other things of life, you know, he, we're not always all there, but he will then provide the grace and the help and along the, the years to, to learn. And so I was a lot more naive and immature uh, back then than I, than I ever thought. And I've, I've had to learn this. And so uh, there's, a, there's a story here. About after we got back from our honeymoon, we, you know, Karen was, was ready to you know, set up the house. We got all, all our, our wedding gifts and things. Okay, time to, to make the house a home. And we're just back from our honeymoon. And she's like, I'm sure Andy's ready to do this with me, right? She's, he's ready to set up the home and, and decorate and all that. And uh, she didn't find me so ready. She, 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 she found me napping. And th this is one of the stories she distinctly remembers. I mean, again, this is, you know, 15 plus years ago. She remembers. She was ready and, and I wasn't. And yes, that was the first of many naps that I've taken over the years. I am kind of a napper. And yeah, that's sometimes gotten in the way for sure versus me being there for her. Uh, or maybe sometimes for the children. I, I want to love them well but sometimes naps, or it could be other things that we know of that can get in the way of loving our, our families and loving others the way we should. And so I think I'm probably not the only one here today that, that it's not all there. You know, it's not uh, that we could all do better with learning how to love, whether our spouses, our children, our parents, our extended family and friends, those we just meet out in the community, out there in the world. I mean, I don't think anyone today would be prideful enough to say, you know, I've, I've got this thing down, how to love. I just, I've got it. I'd say, no, we need help. You know, we grow up and we learn a lot of things. We, we, learn, we learn our ABCs and our one, two, threes. We learn how to walk and talk. These, these little ones, they're learning so much, and we're teaching. And I 
realize, and God's been speaking this to me, like, Andy, you're in this school of, of life that I have you in. I want to teach you how to love. And I want us to be thinking about that today. We often think, well, I just, it's something that you just know how to do and it's there. And I, I don't think so. I think I'm realizing, not just in my own life, uh, but what I see around, that we all need to learn how to love. This is a lifelong thing. We, we all need to enroll in Love University, you know, and yet God said, yes, this is, this is never going to stop. I, we need to learn how to love. So we're going to dive into scripture. Our first one today is from 1 John, the fourth chapter, verses 7 through 11. Now, before I read, uh, this is coming from the Apostle John, you know, one of the 12 disciples, and he wrote these inspired words, and he was known as the beloved disciple. So he seemed to have a very receptive heart to the love of Jesus. He seemed to be very open to his love, and he's writing these words because he wants us. Here, 2,000 years later, he's saying, I want you all, all who believe in Jesus, to continue to be receptive to his love. Let his love within uh, transform us and then go through us to love everyone around us. And so, he says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's a good word. Our first point today is God is love and wants to teach us how to love. See, the worldly way of love is very self-focused and is based primarily on feelings. But God's way of love is others focused and getting beyond our emotion which emotions can change depending on the day or the hour or the moment sometimes those change but we're still still supposed to show our love as action something that people can see see the cross will always prove God's love for us for even before we repented before we got our act together Jesus was willing to come and give his life for us. See, often we show love for those who show love to us. God's like, even before you showed any love, I came down. So when Jesus stepped into the world, he interrupted the world's system in a new way. The way of love of his kingdom of heaven. 
See, the love of heaven was breaking forth into the world when Jesus came. So he's like, this is how I want things to be done down here. See, Jesus is our model, our example of how we're to live. And see, he wanted to show all humanity how to love well. And so there's a story in, in John 13. And we're not going to go through all this scripture, but I want to just to talk a little bit about this. Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. So Jesus didn't just say, hey guys, you know I love you, right? You know, maybe a lot of like, like guys today. I mean, you know I love you, right? Now see, he did something to show it. And, and herein lies something we're going to be de- developing today. That love goes beyond just emotion. So a lot of times in marriage, we all go through it. Sometimes we don't feel the love. We've all been there. I've been there. Karen's been there, definitely. For me. You don't always feel it. But we made vows. There's a commitment. See, that's what love is about. It says, I'm going to stay with you. We might not like each other a lot right now, but I made a promise. Love stays together. Love keeps going. Love is, the, is that action. Okay. And so Jesus showed some action. He showed some love that day. Went beyond emotion. See, because I don't know if Jesus really wanted to wash uh, 12 pairs of dirty man feet that day. You know, these are disciples. Okay? From what I know, uh, feet were really dirty back then. Okay? They're walking around either no shoes or, or really flimsy sandals you know, that they had of the day. Feet were dirty. I'm not sure if Jesus was like, I, you know, I'm just really feeling good about you know, washing all your feet, feet. But he did it out of love. And see, he did something very countercultural. This is, just didn't happen in this time. A, a teacher, a rabbi, a leader of the community would not stoop down to do something that dirty, to wash feet. That was a job of, of servants and slaves. But he was showing us something different there. See, in the world, when people have power, they say, what can you do for me? But with Jesus and God's kingdom, the way we are supposed to live now, it changes to, what can I do for you? You see that change? It's a big one. Not, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? And see, never in the world has there been more power in a human body than Jesus. He had all the power of heaven. And yet he showed the power to love in this way. He said, what can I do for you? And then he's saying, I want you, I want my disciples. And they've done that through the ages. They've passed on that message. It might be washing feet. It might be something else to say, I'm going to serve. I'm going to give, even though I might not feel it. A lot of times when we do what's right, the feelings come afterward. A lot of times we want the feelings to come now. Oh, if I don't feel it, I'm not going to do it for somebody. But the Lord, by his spirit, speaks to us in the innermost. He says, you need to do this for the other person. Show my love. A lot of times those feelings come after as a reward. You know, we think of going beyond feelings. You know, I don't think Jesus had all these wonderful feelings about going to the cross. 
We know that he was in anguish before going to die for the sins of the whole world. But he was willing, out of love, to do that for us. Love was willing to forgive. Love was willing to save on that day on Calvary. He was willing to save, not on the basis of feelings, but on a decision to give and to serve. Jesus said, the Father and I are one. He says, God is love. So love in a human body is Jesus. And he's shown us that. And so we learn from Jesus and from all scripture that true love gives and cares for and serves. Its main motive is not to satisfy itself, but to satisfy the other. So our next point is that true love rises above our, say it with me, feelings. Rises above the feelings. It is a conscious decision to give of ourselves and serve the needs of others. Again, like I said a moment ago, I think we've uh, bought into a lie that our culture has sold us, that I think probably the devil has helped to uh, bring us into, to sell us, and that is that if we don't feel the love, then there's no love. If we don't have the feeling, if, 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 if someone needs my help, or there's others around my family, my wife, others, it's this cultural thing that has come in that says, if I don't feel it, then it isn't worth it, and so I'm not going to do it. And see, this is a lie that is totally opposed to God's kingdom of love. Honestly, I think it's a lie that some of us can be very comfortable continuing to believe. It's easier. I'm not feeling it, so I'm, I'm just going to let them be them. I'm going to do my thing. They're going to do their thing. and I'm not going to get involved. And Jesus is like, you've got to get involved. You see, we need to, to counteract this cultural and, yes, this sinful preoccupation with self. We've got to call it what it is. It's sinful when, when, when we buy into that lie, like I said, of saying, it's all about me. When Jesus said, no, it's not. I'm your Lord and your master. Look what I've done for you. I've washed feet. I went to the cross. There is no greater love than to give your life for someone else. He gave his life for the world. And he's saying, I want you to be my people of love. I want you to show it in this world that desperately needs it. So I want us to look at a few more scriptures here. We're going to go through these ones a little quicker. But these scriptures are the ones that will help us to learn to love. Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the other. See, our culture has taught us to value yourself more than anything else. What do you want? What do you need? This is totally different. And don't just look to your own interests, but to the interests of others. 1 John 3, verse 18. 
Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. You see, this definitely gets beyond emotion. The scripture's saying, we need to have words. I think it's good to tell our loved ones that we love them. That's a good thing. So this, goes, this scripture gets beyond the emotion to saying the words, but it's saying not just loving with words, but love with action. Love in a way people can see it. John 13, verse 34 and 35, this is Jesus speaking to us. He says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. See, love is the hallmark of showing that we are Jesus' people. And we often wonder, Jesus says here, a new command I give you to love. And for a long time, I actually wondered, why is this new? Because he said before to love your neighbor as yourself. That was earlier on in his ministry, Jesus said that. So we, we know, okay, we're supposed to love each other. The difference in this scripture is not to go beyond just loving others as yourself. Because sometimes we don't always love ourselves the way we should. It's, and so, I mean, there's a higher love we're to get to. If you see, Jesus says here, he says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Meaning, this changes. This is a higher now that we say in any situation. It's not just, what would Jesus do? And we had the bracelets. Remember some years ago, the bracelets, what would Jesus do? But in every situation, we can ask, how would Jesus love? That's another way of looking at it. You know, with Karen and our children and church and community. In each moment, we're led by the Holy Spirit. They're saying, Jesus, how would you love in this moment? We're to take our cues from him. Not just, what do I kind of think? But say, Jesus, you are love. And I'm going to look to you how to love others. And so loving well will show ourselves and others that we are Jesus' people. So yes, it's good. It's good for us to come together here in church. But the Lord wants a lost and watching world around us to see the love. To get beyond our feelings, because our feelings aren't always there. We can't let our feelings, which are back and forth, guide us. Our faith guides us. Jesus' way of love guides us. And the Bible speaks in many different ways about knowing that we are legitimate followers of him. It says we are, we are to test ourselves and really look within to see, are we Jesus' people? Versus, am I just a church person? I'm glad you're in church, but we're not just supposed to be church people, we're supposed to be Jesus' people. That means we go beyond the building and people see something of Jesus, something of his love inside of us. <laughs> and so... As we learn to love, as we all get older in this in love university and, and we're taking classes from the master himself, we're supposed to see that we are changing, that we are becoming more loving, more giving. We are serving more. That will show us, yes, we are his people. 
She, she must like the message. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up here. And uh, so how will you respond to the message? It's not just me saying all these words. Hopefully we've had some teaching today from his word about what love is all about. So how will you respond? Maybe you're going to make it your prayer this week to be taught by Jesus more how to love. Say, Lord, help me to learn. I thought I had it all together, you know, but I don't. I need you to teach me how to love. Maybe there's a specific relationship that the Holy Spirit has been bringing to your mind today. Could be a spouse, could be a child, could be a parent, co-worker, could be anyone. God's saying, I want you to show them some love this week. Do something for them. And one very practical thing before we close that you can do this week to keep learning how to love is from Monday through Friday, you can read a chapter a day of the book of 1 John. Okay? This is written by the beloved disciple. We've read a few portions of that here this morning. But maybe you say, you know, we're talking about God's word through the Gideons today and our rededication to God's word. This might be a great week where you say, yeah. Uh, each day, I'm going to read one chapter out of the book of 1 John. The book is all about love. The great love of Jesus given for us. The great love we're to show the world around us. Let's pray.